0: week's episode of the Golden Girls. Uh, My name's Brent and I'm recording this over Valentine's weekend. Uh, Joining me is a man who can't be with the ones he loves, Ski. Hello. And joining us is the man who loves the ones he's with, Alan. Hello. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you may be confused by what you're about to hear. If I may be so bold, I'd like to (laughs) offer you a suggestion. Go back and listen to season one, episode 20, (laughs) Adult Education, and you'll know everything you need to know about what you're about to hear. If you don't have time for all that, I'll just give you Professor Cooper's syllabus. First, we're going to do a listen, valid, um, <laughs> <laughs> recapping this week's episode. Then, once we've learned a little about ourselves from the episode's MVP, laughed a little at the episode's funniest line, and cried a little because that homeless woman could be us, we'll provide the episode an overall <laughs> score in hopes we'll eventually be able to discover which episode of the Golden Girls is the best. Without further ado, here's my funny Valentine, <laughs> Alan.
1: You know, it's March when they're hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Valentine in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> at least when you're at the Bidwell house Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nothing but love. That's what right. it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that uh, that's... I don't know if it's uh, accurate to say that Ski is not able to be with the ones he loves. He seems to be mostly. Um, okay. But I, I would say you are right that I love the ones that I'm with. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I just meant like... At this particular moment, mm-hmm. he's not with the ones he loves. I would no. say
2: I love you both. Okay,
1: and okay. I know that Brent is the kind of guy who who understands that uh, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: I should exactly. make a song about that. Right. Exactly. Don't think I've not explained that to the manager at Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So uh, is this going to be a reoccurring <laughs> Should I expect this? Oh, well, probably. for at
3: least this episode and Why the next. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a
1: brilliant joke on your part, not a joke at your expense. I mean, you just, it's a callback to, to maybe one of your finest lines in our five seasons. <laughs> it's going in
0: our clip show. Yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I wish um, that I would have... Uh, so we're recording this the same night that we had done episode three. And uh, I'm wishing that I would have had Ski do this recap because I'm feeling woefully inadequate after Brent's. Um, <laughs> 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 My mind is so much more standard format um, <laughs> and so much less researched, but uh, but anyway, it is what it is. So um, I don't think I have any updates. Do either of you two have anything before we no, jump no. in? No. Okay. Well, then I'll just jump right into the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, season 5, Episode 4, Rose Fights Back. Mm-hmm. Originally aired on October 21st of 1989. Mm-hmm. Written by Mark Sotkin. Is, is this a first for... I don't feel like I recognize that name. Yeah, I don't recognize, I don't recognize
2: it I don't recognize
1: it either. And uh, directed by Terry Hughes. Uh, of course, you do recognize that name for once or twice in the past. And Chicken Soup. <laughs> and Chicken Soup, yeah. <laughs> You're a big
0: Jackie Mason fan. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I would imagine that that's probably the majority of our audience is big Jackie Mason fans. and exactly. are just hoping we'd get around to it.
0: <laughs> Ride or die for Caddyshack too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um. <laughs> <laughs> the better of them. Right? Exactly. Was there a three? I know there I'm was. I'm sure there was.
0: I don't, I don't know who was in After, that after
2: two just fell into obscurity, like, uh, who yeah. cares? <laughs> kind of like, there's a Home Loan one and two. Three mm-hmm. exists, mm-hmm. but. Uh, <laughs>
0: So is the new one considered four, or is
1: it? I don't
3: know. A continuation,
1: I, 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 or I'm not sure if it's a continuation or a reboot. Yeah, uh, but well, Buzz is in it. I know. Oh, okay, well then well, I guess I'll say it's four. Okay. Oh, but one. like, was the third
0: one a part of the same thing, or was the third one a reboot?
1: I, I honestly, I don't know. I'm not that big into my Caddyshack lore. No, <laughs> so, we talk about Home Alone. So. Oh, Home Alone. Oh, <laughs> I was talking about Caddyshack, and I was no, like, well, I "No, it was,", was. Oh, but then okay. I
2: kind of switched gears when I was giving another example. Oh, okay,
1: fair enough. Oh, I do think that the new one is considered a continuation. Okay. So. But is it a
0: continuation? Like, is so is the third one a continuation, or was it like a soft reboot or a failed
1: relaunch? Yeah, I or? think a failed relaunch would probably be what that would gotcha. be classified as. Gotcha. So well, it's outside. So it's the uh, Ghostbusters answer the call Yeah, of <laughs> Ghostbusters series. Exactly. Have you seen the new Ghostbusters yet? I've not,
0: um, and I so I picked up the uh, like the three pack with like the two original and the new one, mm-hmm. and then I pulled Ghostbusters Answer the Call off the shelf. Uh-huh. So I've got all four of them there in my office, and I plan on you know going through them. I've just I never had even had the heard time. of that one. The it's the lady one with the oh, Melissa McCarthy. Okay. And,
2: I didn't know it had a freaking yeah, subtitle. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: But anyways. Uh, Yeah, sorry about that confusion with the Caddyshack and the Home Alone. Oh, that's (laughs) fine. That's fine.
3: Um,
1: I do love, like, so when I watch, it's been admittedly
0: a while since I've watched Caddyshack or whatever, Mm -hmm. but now, like, whenever I watch it, I just, there's a... Maybe two scenes with um, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray interacting, mm.
1: and this was well after their dust up. And I just um. wonder, it's like which
0: which one was more
1: miserable that day? <laughs> I don't know. Chevy Chase seems like a miserable human. Yeah, I so think so. I would so. say he probably was, just because this is a natural state. <laughs> exactly, that is true. It's his default setting. Yeah. Now maybe if you compared it to his normal state, maybe Bill Murray was further. Mm-hmm. into the misery index yeah, exactly who's um, <laughs> closer to the red <laughs> yeah than he typically would be yeah. um but i'd have to say that's still in an overall sense yeah gotcha um, but anyway
0: Fair
3: enough.
1: so anyway so uh we start off with scene one um we're in the living room with blanche bringing in the mail Correct. Uh, Sophia finds out that she's gotten her membership to the wholesale club or whatever mm-hmm. they call it there mm-hmm. uh, and plans uh, her christmas festivities around a great deal on adult diapers mm-hmm. which uh Gentlemen, that may be uh, in your futures as well.
2: So we got a good run on at Sam's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or
0: Costco. Or I think Blanche already had a membership at BJ's. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh,
1: Rose finds out that a Charlie's pension is being cut off, and worries that ah. she will be the uh, next victim of a homeless uh, homeless shelter jacket heist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sophia tells her that uh, she has bad luck in Italian, and uh, we move on to the next scene. Mm-hmm. So, scene two, the girls are now in the kitchen with Blanche helping Rose look for a new job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia walks in with $225 worth of toothbrushes, and uh, we find out that uh, Charlie wasn't good at the insurance game and instead earned his pension selling horseshoes, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really odd <laughs> segue. Occupation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess he it it worked for like an iron company yeah. as <laughs> a salesman.
2: Horseshoes was a specialty. Right. Which... I would think if you work at an iron factory or something, they're probably making raw ore. I right. wouldn't think that they would be manufacturing <laughs> yeah. components. <laughs> yeah, right. they're I mean, mining it mean, out of the ground,
0: <laughs> and then shipping <laughs> it, then somebody or else is doing something you know, with it.
1: To yeah.
2: be able to be able to use, oh, yeah, it maybe elsewhere. they
1: were, uh, you know, like one of those places like buy here, pay here type. You know, like the everything, mm-hmm. gotcha. everything goes through the one, cut out the middleman. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like get get it's your, a wholesaler. Yeah, get your horseshoes right. From it was the, Saint Olaf, right from the right? cave. That is true. But, um,
2: so maybe smaller town. You gotta you know do your ore mining and then processing all in one <laughs> spot.
0: Yeah, but it's also the 1940s. Were there are enough horses around to make an a oc- living yeah, I mean, selling horseshoes? Well, she horse talks shoes. about
2: every time they stuck by a horse, he would do his little corny joke about. Can I interest you in, in Oxford, sir? Mm-hmm. But what, I guess.
0: You would think that horses would only be outside for maybe six months out of the year. Right up there. <laughs>
2: oh, you gotta get the winter horses. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, the Clydesdales and whatnot. That's uh-huh. true. The winter horses. <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, That's true. That it's true. Budweiser rings them out every right. year. Clydesdales are huge.
1: Yeah, they're so giant. Next one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I feel like I remember seeing them when you know, the Indianapolis hosted the Super Bowl in 2006. Gotcha. And I think Budweiser did some sort of a promotion downtown mm-hmm. during I think that that's time. That's where I saw them. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you're right. They're an enormous. Yeah. Um, I've never uh, never had a real desire to be an equestrian. Me neither. Um, Me neither. So, Me just, neither.
2: But. so no. Um... Dressage in your future? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, Ipsilon L here. What's, what's the
0: Ipsen something? Not I sure. have no idea. <laughs>
1: I was impressed with dressage, and then you had to try to one-up ski, and that's what happens. Exactly. <laughs> oh, he can make that term. One-up ski. one-up ski. Yeah. i <laughs> will go back
2: to butt stuff with you. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: oh, he gets more than one. Oh. Exactly. Especially holiday weekend like this. Oh right. <laughs> gosh, guys. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but... Uh, so I'd
2: say I felt double-teamed, but that would make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know the feeling. Oh. So,
1: anyways, um, so Sophia suggests calling Miami's version of Raphael Sanchez. Um, exactly. <laughs> I, I called Raphael Sanchez once. Um, for your accident? No, it wasn't for the accident. It was, uh, I had bought a car off of a shitty dealership, uh-huh. and Raphael Sanchez is, you know, like our call six for help is what it was yeah. here in yeah. Indy. our um, local consumer
0: affairs reporter. Exactly.
1: <laughs> And I had paid to get an insurance policy on the car, like mm-hmm. a, what do you call it, warranty policy. Yeah. And the guy had never furnished the warranty to me. Uh-huh. And I kept calling him and bugging <laughs> him about it. And finally, yeah. I called Rafael Sanchez <laughs> for help. And, yeah. and he actually did step in. I didn't get on the news or anything, but yeah. he stepped in and the guy just refunded me the money on the insurance policy. Nice. So nice. I got 700 bucks back. Yeah. Um, so, warranty. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, what? I, warranty. I keep saying insurance, but I not warranty. Yeah. Um.
0: So, Originally, from, you know, from Franklin, and he went to Franklin College. He lives yeah. in
2: Franklin still, yeah.
0: And, um, but anyways, he, a buddy of mine from high school, uh, Rafael Sanchez was his babysitter when he was a kid because Rafael Sanchez took a couple of class. This kid's parents both taught at Franklin College, and so he was one of their students. and He needed some money, and so they're like, Oh, well, will you babysit our kids? Mm. And so, anyways,
1: oh, very nice, yeah. Actually, I forgot after uh, that situation of mine. The owner of that dealership ended up calling me and leaving me a threatening vo- voicemail. Really? Uh, wow. yeah. Did
0: you forward that to Raphael Sanchez, too? <laughs> I, I didn't,
1: because I got my money back, and I didn't want to deal with the guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, not not Raphael, but the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was like, I'll refund your money, but you better... Uh, something like back office, you know who you're dealing with kind of a thing. Yeah. I was like, well, this shady car dealership, he may be uh, yeah. someone I don't want to mess with.
0: I am... Um, so I, I use the Yelp every once in a while, mm-hmm. um, but the only time I ever use it, I always just use it for good, not evil, you know? Okay, you never really like bad reviews. Exactly. Um, but there have been two instances in my life where I was just so beyond the pale that I felt <laughs> obligated to write a bad review. Okay. And one of the times was we had a, um, a leaky pipe in the, it was in, a, so if you go downstairs to the basement, there are pipes overhead, you know, from the upstairs or whatever, mm-hmm. and one of them sprung a leak. And so I was like, ah, you know, and it was this mess and there's water coming down. And so I called the plumbers or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you know, we'll be out. And then like two hours later, they're still not there. And I call and I'm just, long story short, it was like 12 hours of water coming down. And yes. they're like, oh, we'll yeah. be there 30 minutes. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. I mean, I could have called a different plumber or whatever, you know. And so, anyways, I was like, well, this is dumb. And so, finally, I got a plumber out there, got it fixed, and I was just so angry, I wrote a bad review on the Yelp. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they commented on it and sent me a message, and it's like, well, we were having dispatch issues, and I was like, but it doesn't change the facts within my review as to what happened. Right. And then, like, six months later, they sent me another message. It's like, please take this down. It's hurting us. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. But then on the one-year mark, um, I went ahead and took it down. Uh, I was like, they've learned their lesson. <laughs> so. After you she drove out of business. It. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then, like, and then the other time and I wrote you it back. After you out of business. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> It too late to. And
2: they were on the um, street. Push the bag ladies,
0: all of them. Yeah, yeah, um, and then there was another time um, we were down in Bloomington. Helena and I were, we went to this barbecue place, and like we went in, and like the hostess sat us, okay, and then it was painfully obvious that they forgot about us, Uh you know. And nobody was waiting on us. And, like, other people were coming in and being seated and getting their orders taken and food arriving. And meanwhile, we're sitting there waving. And people would be like, oh, yeah, I'll tell your server. And nobody ever showed up. And we sat there for an hour watching all these other people eat and pay and leave and everything. And finally, I got that. And there was another dude sitting, like, next table over in the same boat as us. And so I wrote a bad review on the Yelp on that. And so anyways, but then that dude apparently did the same thing and then he like slid into my DMs to talk about the service. Ah. And I was <laughs> like, Well, I'm sorry you had a bad evening, but enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I was like, I I don't need you this. guys have been close friends ever since, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that was me. <laughs> and
2: that. Exactly. It was
0: just I didn't like the tone of his message to me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like, dude, you saw me sitting there with my wife. I mean, I don't know, it was weird. It was creepy. (laughs) It was a little creepy. I enjoy a brisket as much as you, sir, but mm. (laughs) now
2: I also thought of Raphael Sanchez (laughs) when we got this guy in here. Yeah. I did not ever expect that we would all three of us have a Raphael Sanchez story. Oh, so
1: you've called six for help also.
2: I actually emailed him directly. And then days later, I met him by accident oh, wow. here in Franklin. Well, oh, in, in Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did, did you ask him why he didn't respond to your email?
2: <laughs> I, I did ask him about it. He said he has someone who handles a lot of the, <laughs> the stuff, which I expected. You know what, what I mean?
1: I would have been scared if I was Raphael Sanchez. Uh, All of a sudden, yeah, here's no, this no. dude so, shows
2: up. <laughs> it was, so, here's the deal, right? Unexpectedly so,
1: at his front door. <laughs> uh, he's like,
0: Sir, I don't respond to chain emails. I don't believe in bad luck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why didn't you respond? It was supposed to forward it <laughs> on to 20 people. You're going to have bad luck for seven years. Don't you understand? I'm trying to save you, Raphael.
0: Yeah, or like you, Mr. You, you Sanchez. Don't, you don't look like a Nigerian prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, what was your issue?
2: So, I, I know Alan probably has heard parts of this, but I don't think you've ever heard the story. So, for a while, we had a really bad president of our HOA association, right? Okay. Or, that's a redundant, but homeowner association. Okay. Uh, he kind of finagled ben- himself into that position by uh-huh. telling people all the good things he going to do, and then he was essentially an HOA Nazi, right? Okay. He was really cruel to a lot of people, like, enforced really obscure rules, uh-huh. and, and just harass people to no end. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so that didn't affect me a whole lot directly, but uh, several of my next-door neighbors and stuff started getting affected by this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's just really wrong. They they tried to follow all the rules and put through permits and stuff, mm-hmm. but still, like, because of their preferences, like him and his wife kind of reigned over this domain of, mm-hmm. hey, we've got this power, and we're going to yeah. make people's lives mm-hmm. miserable. Okay. Yeah, So... I became like a freedom fighter,
0: <laughs> like a gorilla. So, so here's what happened, right? Like,
2: okay. and, and yeah, I'm not really worried that anyone in my neighborhood is going to hear this on here, but <laughs> right. So, uh, I created an email account, right? And
1: as it, most gorillas do. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the way you
2: subvert freedom fighter HOA <laughs> <Yeah>. at <laughs> Yahoo.com. But uh, I called it uh Heritage HOA, or what did I call it? it Doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, right. it was. Basically, it was just a collection of uh, email groups uh, mm-hmm. from our, our neighborhood, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I made like a, a sounding board, basically, for people to gripe and complain about what they're talking about. And I would offer, you know, suggestions on how to, you know, resolve, <laughs> it, right? <laughs> okay. And it, like, it blew way out of proportion. Like, I did not expect it to go that far that fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eventually, uh, we had, like, over 100 people on this emailer list. And I eventually I included our you know HOA association, like the company that actually comes and deals yep. with a lot mm-hmm. of the uh, finances and stuff on yep. it. Uh-huh. And I emailed uh, Rafael Sanchez uh-huh. as part of this and kind of included him on the yeah. on the group. Uh huh. And so he would see some of these, and I I tried to make sure he didn't get all of them because there was so many coming in, yeah. it would be too much.
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, but
2: uh, we went to Coles. Right, my wife was going to return something. I was like, I'm tired. I'm just going to stay and sleep in the car because it was like after work or something, right? Okay. It was weird, right? Yeah, taking and a snoozer in the Coles parking I, lot.
3: <laughs> I was, I was.
2: But literally, uh, she went into the store, and then maybe two minutes after that, a car pulls up next to us. I just kind of look up, and Raphael Sanchez gets out <laughs> right next to our car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, that, that's not right, is it? It's him. I knew he lived in Franklin, but uh like I knew you'd get my call. <laughs> <laughs> you're here yeah, finally. No, but like so not to I tried not to be creepy or weird like, like yep. that. But I did get out of the car and <laughs> I, in the parking lot? I didn't follow I went into the to the building and I found my wife and said, Raphael Sanders is in here. Uh-huh. And
0: uh I man's just trying to redeem
1: his coal's cash That's your- <laughs> probably what it was, yeah. Like, sorry, this <laughs> expires today.
2: And, uh, exactly. I did, I did approach him and ask him if, if he uh-huh. got my email. or yeah. If he had, he said, oh, um, "I have people that handle that, but mm-hmm. I will look into it." Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was really crazy uh-huh. that days after I emailed this man that I'd never met before, uh-huh. there he did was did anything come of it? Um, so the guy who was the HOA, you know, the president, ended up resigning uh-huh. uh, and moving far away. Him and his wife left. Whenever I was on there, I was always trying to preach kind of like a, mm-hmm. a tolerance, like how can we get along versus.
0: As gorillas tend to do. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's,
2: again, you know, that's some version of society. Uh, <laughs> under the radar, you teach peace on the outside, war on the inside. Right. <laughs> but uh, I guess they felt threatened from some sort of the comments people had made. And, well, uh, when you
0: started following them to Coles. <laughs>
2: well, not him. <laughs> i know, I'm just saying. So that's but, where uh, business gets done in Franklin, the uh, <laughs> But so, yeah, they got a new HOA president in there, and I've never heard of a whole lot of complaints since. Okay,
0: nice. So so the person they installed, was he from your email group?
2: I don't the slightest. After, after it all changed, <laughs> I let it drop.
1: Yeah. No longer had a dog in that hunt.
2: <laughs> well, as, as long as people are being nice to people.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, for what it's worth, I've been to Ski's neighborhood since this guy was uh-huh. ousted. And it looks like a scene from you know, like uh, that post-apocalypse, exactly. Nineteen like <laughs> eighties New York. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's like the opening credits to Night Court. Right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: prostitutes on every street corner, just just syringes laying through <laughs> people's yards.
2: Well, that's what we prefer. now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh... paying good money for a
0: new syringe, yeah, <laughs> just farm it yourself.
2: <laughs> just clean it off a little. <laughs> Splash some hand sanitizer
1: yeah. on there. So, <laughs> well, anyways, well, I'm glad that it worked out for. It sounds like it worked out for all. of Well, I don't know if it really worked out for Brent, other than putting those people in the poorhouse. <laughs> 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 and then he took the guy's jacket too, <laughs> which yeah. really wasn't cool. But, <laughs> anyways, uh, so back into it. Uh, so Enrique Mas, though, that is their yeah. version of a real thing. Enrique Mas. Uh-huh. Uh But uh, Rose says that he can't help. And Blanche tells Rose to address youthfully when she goes out job hunting. And uh, when she asks why, Sophia chimes in, "Because you're old." So
2: <laughs> but she said it really, really. Yeah, too. exactly.
1: Um, and that ends that scene.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we jump in now to scene three, and mm-hmm. uh, we move uh, Sophia trying to bum 20 bucks off of Dorothy to buy some tube socks. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's really been getting some good usage out mm-hmm. of her uh, Sam's Club membership at yep. this point. Uh-huh. And uh, she says that Dorothy warned that this is how Imelda Marcos got started into her the whole shoe thing, mm-hmm. which brings us Ooh. into uh, <laughs> al- <laughs> God, it feels so <laughs> inadequate now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so not a deep dive. Uh, yeah, I still haven't really come up with what I think is a good uh-huh. name for it, but um, toe dip, puddle jump, whatever yeah, you like. Yeah. Uh, a little.
0: Little. I struggled for, like, a perfect 10-nessy mm-hmm. <laughs> for that <title. laughs> I'm still not sure I settled on the right one. I think it was I solid. It was really good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Uh,
1: but anyway, Melda Marcos is a uh, Filipino uh, politician and convicted criminal mm-hmm. who was the first lady of the Philippines for 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, during which she and her husband, Ferdinand Marcos, stole billions of th- from the Filipino people, Amassing a personal fortune estimated to have been worth between five and ten billion Mm dollars by the time they were deposed in eighty six, she married Marcos in fifty four and became the first lady in sixty five, and she uh, ordered the constructions of many grandiose architectural projects using public funds in in impossibly short order, Mm -hmm. a uh, propaganda practice which eventually came to be known as her her edifice complex. Okay, Um, there was another word that I think it was like a. Imelda ish or something like that. (laughs) That was a you talk about garish things. Yes, (laughs) punching. Um, Exactly. Um, The uh, power to the uh, the, uh, people power revolution in February of 86 unseated the Marcoses and uh, forced the family into exile in Hawaii. And in 91, the current president allowed the Marcos family to return to the Philippines um, after Ferdinand Marcos had died in 89. Mm Amelda Marcos was then elected four times to the House of Representatives in the Philippines, and ran twice for president, but did fail to to win the presidency. Mm. She's I the outlander in the Philippines. <laughs> Philippines. It's pretty good, though. You can steal five to ten billion people uh, money from the people and mm-hmm. uh, still get elected to the House of Representatives four <laughs> times. I gotta
2: say, that's not so different from our country. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah you yeah, look at sadly. Congress, and you're like, ah, well. <laughs> right. <laughs> But the, her and her family gained notoriety for living a lavish lifestyle uh, during a period of economic crisis and civil unrest in the country. Mm-hmm. And she spent much of her time abroad on state visits, extravagant parties, and shopping sprees, and spent much of the state's money on her own personal art, jewelry, and shoe collection, mm-hmm. which is the reference amassing 3,000 pairs of shoes. Uh, she and her husband Ferdinand to- hold the Guinness World Record for the greatest robbery of a government, <laughs> <laughs>
3: so,
1: um, and the uh, she's the subject of dozens of court cases around the world. And she was eventually convicted of corruption charges for her activities during her term as governor mm-hmm. um, in 2018, but that case is currently under appeal. Yeah, and there was a lot of interesting stuff about her yeah. and her family. The only one I'm going to mention because we are trying to keep this light. You know, okay. I'm, not, I'm not getting deep into the yeah. dive. Um, but I had to mention the Beatles incident.
0: I was—I had two that I was going to mention if
1: you didn't, and that was one of them. Yeah. So apparently um, the Beatles were there during a tour, a 1966 tour, uh-huh. and uh, she had invited the Beatles to perform at a private event at the palace on July 4th of 66, but the invitation was declined. And then uh, after that, an order to lock down the Manila International Airport was enacted as a result of the rejection. And, uh, there was mobs of people going after the Beatles. Apparently Mm -hmm. they got beaten up some by Mm -hmm. one of the, uh, security guard or Mm -hmm. the person who's like the head of security there at the airport.
2: The Beatles did?
1: Uh, Yeah, the Beatles did. And they had to pay like a, had a $100,000 tax assessment, Mm -hmm. um, that they were told would not be assessed, uh. Mm -hmm. There was a lot more to that story, but it seems like a pretty crazy situation that really could have ended the Beatles a lot sooner than they <laughs> yeah, did. Exactly. Um,
0: um, in the Beatles anthology, uh, they talk about it quite a bit. You know, they like, It's really interesting. Yeah. Was that it for your Imelda
1: Marcos? Yes, that's it for my... Did you have a, a second yeah, story you wanted rhythm, to add in?
0: Yeah. My second one was, um, so in 2010, so obviously well after all right. of this happened or whatever, y'all know that I love me some David Byrne. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the talking heads, without the talking heads, whatever. But in 2010, he teamed up with Fatboy Slim mm-hmm. in order to release the album uh, Here Comes Love which is a 22-track concept album about the life of Imelda Marcos. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> so, and it's definitely one of, um, you know, the weaker David Byrne albums. <laughs> but it's still interesting that yeah. he was like, ah, oh, that's a story that needs to be told. It, I don't know, it seems like it'd just be like a half-step half away from Aveda
1: or something. Right, like yeah. <laughs> It's like, do we really need a musical about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one was a little light on options. This episode was yeah, a little light yeah, on yeah. options. but. yeah. I knew of Melda Marcos. Like I've always just thought of her as like the shoe lady. Like yeah, I yeah. knew that that particular thing about her. But yeah. I, I was surprised to find out all the other. So she
2: was a tyrant, also. And well, then... I don't
1: think she was a tyrant. She was just <laughs> someone who liked to spend yeah. the people's money uh, yeah. and and didn't take mm-hmm. rejection well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the people's money. <laughs> <It's been> a... <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs>
1: How many shoes does she have? <laughs> We find out that the, Sophia has already purchased 20 cases of sardines in an effort to cheat death. <laughs> <laughs> she responds. She's going to start throwing them in her clam sauce. <laughs> right. She responds to Dorothy's frustration saying, wait till you're my age and see what kind of straws you clutch at. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I love the fact that at some point uh, she's using the uh, the uh, sardines as like a, a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dorothy even says, "This better be." A lie, yeah, orders. hypothetical, yeah. And then we later find out by Blanche walking in, "Who got all these sardines?" <laughs> yeah. I was like, gosh dang it!
1: <laughs> um,
2: and again, you know, I know we've
1: talked about this a few times, but there's some episodes where they seem like they don't have two nickels to rub together, <laughs> and then there's others where she's buying, you know, just even if it's at a good per unit price, it's yeah. still a lot of toothbrushes, a lot of sardines, yeah. a lot of, you know. <laughs>
0: I do wonder, it's like, it just it seems like a grief counselor would be able to make a living wage.
1: Yeah, I would think so. I mean, so. unless
0: she's on commission for the lives that she saves,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> in which case
0: <laughs> she might not be making right. much because she is not very good at her <laughs>
1: job. Well, and I know what we'll get into it a little later in the episode, but surely... A grief counselor would make more than a pet shop worker. (laughs) 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 That is true. Uh, Which is, yeah. Unless it was planned to be like a, you know, like she was going to hold down two jobs. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I wondered that, but she doesn't really make it sound. She says a new job. Right. Yeah, Like as in replacement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, getting back to that, Rose comes in. Real real
2: quick. Yeah. So she's like, I got a letter
0: from the pension company. They said no more pension. I gave them a call and they said they were allowed to so that's that. <laughs> right. I thought the same thing. I like, like did well, she not well, check any other... Exactly. It's like, well, while you're talking to Enrique Mas, why don't you ask him to look into yeah. this?
1: <laughs> why don't
2: you fight back a little earlier in exactly. the episode? <laughs>
0: Go to the root of the problem. Not... <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: kind of like, yeah, I went to uh, the old Navy
3: uh-huh. <laughs> they said <laughs> I
1: asked them if I could masturbate in the back and they said no and I guess they're telling the truth. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't care what you heard on a Golden Girls podcast. <laughs> exactly. It is frowned upon. <laughs> but if you are part of our rewards membership club. Then <laughs>
3: so.
1: Anyways, but uh, so yeah, so she's uh, exhausted from a day of fruitless job searching, and she was told that she was uh, too old to be an assistant manager at a pet store, and Blanche again encourages her to call Enrique Moss. Uh, Rose goes into the kitchen, and the girls follow, commiserating about their financial woes, and Dorothy rements, excuse me, laments that she placed my hopes on the future of a bald pinhead with the morals of a maggot who made his living selling plastic dog do, uh, finally saying, this is my favorite line, well, at least I'm not bitter. Um, mm-hmm. So, And then uh, Rose finishes the scene talking about a, a local bag lady that Brent Brent alluded to in mm-hmm. his intro, um, and expressing her fears that she could end up that way. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Now, you already talked about uh, when Sophia bought all the toothbrushes, right?
1: Correct. Um, Yes. Yep.
2: All right. So that actually was my favorite line of the, uh, uh, the episode, mm-hmm. is that uh, she she bought like what six hundred like something a, like four gross or something. Like yeah, something. no, twelve gross. I 12 think
0: twelve gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six gross of blue, six gross of pink. Yeah. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> and she said that you know part will go to her, part, will go to, her, part will go to her brother. Right. Mm-hmm. When he when she passes, and uh, Dorothy's perfect line was. So this is what it feels like to be an heiress. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought gonna... the line was gonna be like, Well, who's who's gonna
1: get the pink?
2: I like, guess like it seemed like, like Phil would want the pink.
0: Right.
1: Ones. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't go down that road, yeah, but at least yeah. the uh... <laughs>
0: That's where my mind went that
1: I thought they were gonna go. <laughs> that that would be very in line with yes, other right. jokes that have been made prior mm. in the series.
0: Theoretically, though, I mean, like Phil has Big Sally plus all those kids. Oh, yeah.
1: He yeah. needs more toothbrushes than Dorothy does. Yeah, Dorothy just needs them for herself, and then I guess mm-hmm. she could pass them Clean down them the to, toilet or whatever. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um, but, uh, so do you have anything else to add to that first no, act? No,
2: not that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. The next act starts with uh, Rose entering the newsroom. Uh, she meets uh, Terry Franco, who will be handling her situation unless it gets really ugly, with mm-hmm. Rose saying, I guess we can only hope. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Enrique walks in and almost immediately tells Rose that she's too old to be his production assistant. Uh, he goes on to explain that uh, he has a uh, he's had few Latin TV role models uh, citing Zorro and Ricky Ricardo, mm-hmm. and that uh, basically he's had to fight for everything he's gotten, so he has mm-hmm. to have very high standards. Um, Rose convinces him to give her a chance, and he says he will send her home with a, a product to test. Uh, she says, uh, thank you, Mr. Moss, and he tells her that she can call him... Enrique, uh, to which he responds, no, I don't think I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that ends that scene. Mm -hmm. I really like the set they used for the uh, newsroom. Yeah, I did too. That was one of the most detailed. Mm -hmm. um, Spared no expense. mm -hmm. It
2: looked believable.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. But it did seem almost like that entire office was devoted to Enrique (laughs) Um, Moss. I don't know if... uh, I don't know how much uh, real estate uh, Rafael Sanchez gets, but I hope he gets the whole floor of the (laughs) Channel 6 building. (laughs) Um,
0: Back in the day, they used to just have cubicles. Yeah. So, um, Like, I remember we took a tour of the TV station when I was a lad. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I would have been in fifth grade, maybe sixth. Anyways, so like Pat Carlini,
1: I just remember her sitting
0: there at her little cubicle, whatever.
1: Yeah, I remember Pat Carlini was on the Bob and Tom show quite it, a bit. And
0: that's what I, I talked to her about. Oh, did you? And, and I just, like, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, she was just amused by this little kid asking her about, you know, Bob and Tom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Probably. I asked her, he might have her day. I was like, so who's nicer to you, Bob, Tom, or Chick? And she was just giggling and stuff like that, so I'm sure she was just amused by that and probably think it was just horrendously inappropriate that I knew right. who, who her morning
1: zoo co-hosts were. I remember this little song they had that they did once. Uh, I think it was probably on one of these um, those albums because my mom used to always get the, you know I guess yeah. those cassettes. The, yeah, the, that's I got the cassettes for Christmas yeah. every year growing up. And, later and it was uh, something like, Short and cute and blonde and sexy, it's the weather lady. It's Pat Carlini. Mm -hmm. And when she passes, each guy she passes says, I had her. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. That is the main thing I remember Pat Carlini for. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: so my dad, he's like, he. like, he bought himself the vinyl albums, and then he started buying me the cassettes for Christmas, and then later he bought me the CDs for Christmas. Mm. It was, like, the one consistent thing in my stocking every year, grown up. Very nice. Do they still
1: put a thing out every year?
0: After? I don't think so. Um like I don't know when they stopped, but I think I only had, like, I got the first three or four CDs, mm. and then after that, I you know, I was in high school or whatever, and graduated, so we stopped after I graduated high school.
1: It's funny, a lot of that uh, material doesn't age well. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah, I mean, there was like the whole Warren piece that was a very stereotypical mm-hmm. gay character I on totally there. I forgot
0: about that dude. Um,
1: but, uh, yeah, because I remember there was a, a skit they did or whatever you want to call Buttman. it. Yeah, Buttman, yeah. <laughs> yep. And I remember impersonating that. My mom was so funny that, <laughs> yeah. uh you know, and again, I was probably like seven or I didn't even know what any of the jokes meant. Yep. Um, like, Two
0: thumbs up, Buttman. Yeah, I, I didn't know what sliding down a limp butt pole was. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
1: but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, like I said, a lot of it ages very poorly. Yeah, <laughs> um,
3: yeah.
1: Maybe the podcaster you are today. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now we're on to the next scene. We're uh, back in the kitchen, and the girls are preparing to try out various leg hair removal products. Uh, We get uh, cheated out of our next cheesecake due to Sophia buying a shit ton of oatmeal cookies. And uh, the girls discuss uh, when they first shaved, the merits of shaving armpits, and the implications of shaving their legs above the knee. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which I never knew that was like a thing, that shaving your leg above the knee meant you were a... You know, loose morals. Yeah, I just assume you shave the whole leg. Right, that's yeah. what I here, too. Um,
2: I wonder if that was just part of the joke, though, because I'm assuming none of us shave our legs at all. Well,
1: no, but I mean, I I think there's probably the implication of like, you know, now obviously shaving, you know, completely above the knee is a pretty common mm-hmm. practice. <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: Some people make a good living. Yeah, doing that exactly.
1: that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ski, Ski's wife is a uh, hair removal specialist. Um, she is, and, and she loves her job. But
0: there's a uh we parked some little coffee shop we drove to today that we normally walk to, but we parked around the corner, like inside of the building we'd never seen before, and the little sign above the door said, like, like pedicures, massages, waxings, and a fourth thing or whatever, and I was like, sweet, now I know where I'm going to go to get my business trimmed, <laughs> and, then, and then like down below it said, like owner-proprietor, Dan. He's like, never mind.
1: Well, I think Nicole has an opening on her schedule. You're <laughs> looking for somebody to help you out. Exactly. I'm just thankful that Cher can help you with your mental health, and Nicole can help you below the waist. Yeah, but make
2: sure when you talk to her that you say business trim. <laughs> business trim? What's that mean? Well, that's what you Just, said.
1: You said to get your business trimmed. Oh, exactly. not a business trim.
2: <laughs> I don't know what a
1: business trim would be down there. But, gotcha.
0: um. You could have her what advertise on this casual. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you say know what? Have
2: her advertise on this podcast. <laughs> it's like, sure. Mention
0: Sophia's choice, get 10% off. Mm-hmm. You're like,
1: careful.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm sure she'd be yeah, surprised too. if any of her like, uh, clients were like, hey, I heard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she could get new clients off of it. That's I would true, say that Indiana, Indiana exactly. is still definitely our, you know, one part, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's like third or fourth now at this point, as far as really? listens go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, because uh, Texas definitely has more. Uh, California nice. has more. Thank you, Mario. Yeah, that's Mario's influence.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: Hopefully. I think CJ might be out in California. Nice. Um, but I can't remember for sure. More I feel like he, he mentioned it at some point.
2: Population density. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You said certainly. Mormons. What? I said. L- l- <laughs> larger population density, yeah, more gotcha. people. Mm. Okay, I just said Mormons. Like, I'll be big in Salt <laughs> you Lake know City. How it is. Those Mormons are all they, about the Goldens. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And our brand of comedy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, only 1.5% of Brigham Young students are not Mormon.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that, but I don't know why I would have known that. <laughs> 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 I learned that the other day. What percentage of uh, Notre Dame graduates are Catholic? Regis was a Notre Dame graduate. Oh really? Yeah. That doesn't answer the question. <laughs> but uh, yeah. who's the son in law? The son in law, like Regis Philbin's son in law? Yeah. I have no idea.
0: It was somebody I think it was Mike Scher okay. who did
1: parks and recreation in the good place. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't either. Anyways, uh He said he was a good father in law. Well that's good. He seems like he would be. Yeah. Um I mean he seems like he talks about himself in the third person a lot, maybe, but I don't think he says much of anything anymore. Well, no, not now. He was a good father in law, I guess. <laughs> he was, yeah. Um anyways, uh so after uh their discussion of their leg shaving, Rose talks about a mean nickname she was given in high school because she didn't shave until
2: mm-hmm. Well, it's harsh too. Yeah,
1: it, it was a pretty rough one. Rose mm-hmm. with the hairy legs. Yeah. So I guess that goes in line with the, what you would typically expect from St. Olaf. Exactly. <laughs> So Who were we, the goons on Popeye? Remember, like, the two goons with, like, the hairy legs? The goons? I don't know. I mean, I just remember Bluto, um, yeah. but I don't remember the goons. Mm. Sorry, Popeye was in, like, the 1940s, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I don't remember uh, gathering around the black and white TV. <laughs> I enjoy all the meats and our <laughs> cultural <too>. stew. <laughs> I mean, I've said this before. i probably even said it on this podcast. The people of our age, you know, in their early 40s, early to mid-40s, um, and and a bit younger too. Have at least a working knowledge of almost all pop culture that came before <laughs> us. But mm-hmm. people our kids' age have no idea of practically anything before what's currently going on in their it's lives. Because mm-hmm. right? there's just so much. There's so yeah. much more to absorb. You yeah. know, like uh, seventh rate podcasts and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> exactly. But at least if they listen to this one, they get a little bit of information about some of those older things too. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> they'll have a working knowledge of Tennessee Williams and Davenport. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: that's <laughs> a all good you need. One, punch. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and they'll know that there were two goons with hairy legs and Popeyes. <laughs> exactly. And,
2: <laughs> and, don't know the names, but don't need to. Right. <laughs> you can look, on the, you know, look it up later. Yeah.
1: And and definitely, I think we can all agree that the pinnacle of beauty is olive oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well worth fighting over. Um, mm-hmm. So we, uh, now we're getting to our final scene. Um, we're back in the living room with Rosie feeling that she did get the job, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll be able to stay living with the Golden Girls. Yay. Uh, Sophia. This also
0: means Lillian gets to stay in the home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> At least a little longer.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Lillian dodged a bullet she didn't even know about. <laughs> well, as far as I can tell, Lanshell hasn't gotten a boob job, so Lillian <laughs> should still be fine, right? right? Well, no, but
2: I think he was saying that Rose contributes to the overall income of the household.
1: Ah, uh, okay. And then if she, so if, if, she was was gone, out, if she were to move on, if she were to move, fair enough. Um, Sophia has made a, a delicious meal to celebrate: mm-hmm. a, a sardine casserole with an oatmeal crust, <laughs> <laughs> which does sound uh, pretty vomit-inducing. Your oh, <laughs> sweet and your savory. <laughs> yeah. My my sister, she doesn't eat them in the same bite, but she alternates bites between like a dessert food and a mm. and a regular meal yeah. food. And I'm just not down with it. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not one of those people who can't have their food touching. Like mm-hmm. it can touch, yeah. but I definitely sort of focus on one and then work my way around the plate.
1: Now, uh, I, I'll eat different things on the plate, but it's all savory stuff first, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you know. But I mean, she'll like eat a, a bite of pizza and then a bite of a cookie, you know, yeah, right yeah, after yeah, each yeah, other. musty yeah. yeah, but uh, anyways. So I uh, can't
2: believe you left out the uh, rose. Story about the the bag lady. I thought you'd focus on that more. He well, mentioned I, it, I mentioned
1: it, it yeah. but uh, I don't know. It wasn't funny, and it wasn't quite touching enough for me <laughs> <laughs> to to, to recount the entire. You know, well, I
2: thought that it was more one of the more like it. It seemed like an exaggeration, like maybe an overreach. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the more dramatic things oh. Rose has done, so that, that's why I thought you'd focus on more. Yeah,
1: I'd say that's fair. Um,
2: but bottom yeah. line for people listening. there's a bag lady she sees on her way to work right Mm -hmm. and she uh, you know more recently when you know her fortune's taken a bit of a downturn realized that the lady's about their age yeah, and that you know that really could happen to anyone yeah
0: she's a bag lady through no fault of her own right possibly personally I just figure she's a rummy
2: probably yeah Mm -hmm. trying to get some of that uh, that that juice Mm -hmm. exactly I don't know I feel like I had a
0: dirty
1: mic in the boys for me (laughs) (laughs) I, I had the sentence in my recap hit the, hit saying the soup kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, that I, I had a sentence in this recap saying Rose finishes the scene talking about a local bag lady and expressing her fears that she could end up that way. You don't <laughs> think that summarizes it as well as what she did?
2: <laughs> I just was- think he
1: even threw in an ad lib about as I mentioned in my intro. Before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been mentioned twice by both of us. Uh-huh. And now
0: we've circled back to it. Has <laughs> <laughs> she gotten the credit she deserves,
2: Ski? <laughs> Are you satisfied?
1: <laughs> um, Let's see, we did have
0: a not few. Not until
2: she gets that Oscar. Right. <laughs> uh, I guess Emmy. <laughs> I was going to say, if
0: you're not satisfied the Golden Girls wins an Oscar, <laughs> you're going to die an unhappy man.
1: <laughs> so we only had uh, two guest actors in that episode. Um, Chick Venera uh, mm-hmm. made his second of three appearances. Oh, nice. Um, he was, of course, uh, Kid Pepe and yeah. Fiddler on the Ropes uh, back in season four. Yeah. And then we had Beth Grant. Yay. Yeah, she was a good one. Um, Terry Franco, uh, 255 titles for her name. This is her first of two Golden Girls. We see her again in season six, but I doubt that it's the same character. Yeah, um, And she's been on so many things. Yeah. Uh, Mindy Project, Grey's Anatomy, Justified, mm-hmm. Dexter, Modern Family, No Country for Old Men, My Name is Earl, Little Miss Sunshine, Malcolm in the Middle, Donnie Darko, The X-Files, Tu Wong Fu, Friends. And a lot of other things. Those are just the things that were the some of the bigger names of shows she has been in. But she was
0: in that one movie about that bus that had to go a certain speed. <laughs> and if it dropped below a certain speed, it would explode. Do you remember what it was called? I think it's called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch that episode here recently? Episode? No, it's just I've always remembered that <laughs> yeah. one.
0: I just love that joke. I thought
1: it was forever. the Matrix
2: prequel. <laughs> yeah,
1: now she was in speed. Yeah. That-
0: she was in three different um, Best Picture winners. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Why don't know Country for Old Men? What were the other two? I don't know. I didn't listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: John Ross Bowie has mm-hmm. a podcast called Household Faces where he talks to character actresses, actors oh, okay. and actresses. And she was a guest on there like two, three weeks back. Mm. And just, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. But like in the little blurb, it said, mentioned that she was in. Three different Best Picture. Yeah, that's cool. was... You have a real tendency not to listen to podcasts, correct? <laughs> correct.
1: I listen to. I don't listen to more podcasts than I create. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, uh, I, I think for me the most memorable thing out of a very, you know. Mm-hmm. Fantastic career, though, was as a Dwight's babysitter in the office yeah, in uh, the classic episode Dinner Party. Yeah, Do you remember that, of course, right, yeah. I do not. Uh, well, you know, Dinner Party, where they go over to uh, Jan and Michael's house, yes. and yes. everything it's, goes awry. And it's then tiny uh, TV. And they say <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah. Only couples can come, so he brings his his old babysitter, who he's also having dating. relations yeah. with.
2: Okay. I had not remembered that part.
1: <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, but I do
2: remember that. Yeah. And then yeah. Jim and Pam are trying to leave early, right? Okay. Right. But then, like, doesn't uh, Jan end up, like, sitting on Jim's lap or something crazy? Yeah. It, it's very
1: mm-hmm. much like uh, going to uh, House of Our Friends when Ski <laughs> no, happens no, to be no. involved. <laughs> <laughs> <Jan>. <laughs> Yeah, she was really good in that Mindy Project. Oh, was she? I always loved her in that. Yeah. I never watched Mindy Project. I mean, I like Mindy Kaling mm-hmm. a lot, but I just never got it, around to it.
0: So we watched it on its original run, and then when it switched to Hulu, um, that's when we dropped off. Mm-hmm. It just because it was, I don't know, it just it wasn't as good. Oh, okay. It seemed like she was intentionally trying to be a little, little racy or whatever. Oh, okay. And, it's, and I don't have anything wrong with that per se, but it just wasn't as funny.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, sometimes when it just changes the tone of a show, yeah. then it kind of, if you're someone who, especially if you're already someone who really likes it, and the tone changes a bit, mm-hmm. it can be kind of off-putting. I exactly. Think. Exactly. So. so, Well, Ski, uh, who, oh, I guess Brent's the host of this
0: episode. Yeah, I am. So, so we, did the, we did the jibba-jabba um, <laughs> for the best line. would you guys pick?
1: Oh, let's see. The best line for me, I think I would have to go with... Uh, Oh yeah, wait till you're my agency. What kind of straws you clutch at? Yeah, yeah, that was mine as well.
0: And
2: mine, mine was the so that's what it feels like to be an heiress. Oh, oh. yeah, was oh, a good line. Mm-hmm. It's a solid line too. Um, MVPs.
1: I gave mine to Rose. Um, I mean, obviously she was the main subject of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had some good, good bits, and I didn't feel like anybody particularly stood out to where I was like, oh, there's so many great lines. Yeah, yeah, I definitely went back and forth between her and Sophia because mm-hmm. the B story was was humorous. Yeah. Um, it was-
2: more of a B story than we get yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Um, it was more significant. Yeah,
1: I think it was, I was glad that Rose
0: had so much because she was just not in last week's episode very yep. much. You know, so I'm glad she was featured heavily this week. Who was your MVP? I picked
2: Rose as well for okay. m- pretty much the same reasons. Yeah, I went
0: with Enrique Moss. Oh, okay. You know, uh, I thought um, you know, he did a really good job, and I also just like <laughs> he had the bit about you know the uh, <laughs> the Latino role models, and it's oh, like yeah. it's like you know one of them was. Like He's like a gay swashbuckler uh, yeah. or something. I'd never
1: heard that about uh, Zorro. Well, I thought there
0: it's... was Zorro the Gay Blade, oh, which okay. is like a totally different thing in the 70s, <laughs> but mm. like he was old enough that, I don't know, it didn't seem like that would have been his Zorro or right. his youth or whatever. You said a gay caballero,
2: which yeah. is like, yeah. like a cowboy or something. I something, think. yeah.
0: But anyways, but the bit about, you know, Oh, uh, Ricky Ricardo not being able to recognize his wife in a mustache. That was really good That was really, really funny. Line. So yeah. that's why I gave it to him. And yeah. he was just sort of a different version of his, uh, you know, Kid Pepe boxer yeah. routine.
1: There was an irony to it, though. That Do
0: you think that he
2: kept up on the violin?
0: I'd hope so. He got into the Juilliard on <laughs> acting, so.
2: Well, apparently that didn't work out so well because now he's, you know, working for the news. That's right. <laughs> but you remember in that
1: episode with Kid Pepe, he was talking about how, um, or, or there was that joke that Sophia made at the end of the episode about, you know, basically that he would go on to play a bad guy in mm-hmm. cop shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, well, so still a second uh, Latino actor didn't get the, <laughs> the chance here because they recast, exactly. you know, cast him in a new role. But yeah. But he was good in it, though.
0: Do wish they would have recast Coco as Kid Pepe and as Enrique Moss well,
1: That would have been fantastic. <laughs> I think Coco should have been uh, that actor should have been sprinkled throughout the entire series. Exactly. I actually have it, to backpedal. It back could have been piddle. the Rachel Dratch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That would have been
3: Gross. awesome. Yeah,
2: I got to backpedal though on okay. what I said yeah. because if you remember that specific episode, he got now he he fight, he fought right yeah. mm-hmm. in the thing to get the money for. Uh, school, Correct. got hit in the face, mm-hmm. didn't remember how to play uh, the violin, mm-hmm. got into Juilliard based on his acting skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that would actually play right into being on the TV, wouldn't it? That's yeah. what I just said. <laughs> I, I missed that connection. <laughs> I apologize.
0: Well. Physically, you're here, but mentally you're an old navy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Where my heart lives. Right.
0: <laughs> and a lot of your dead babies.
2: <laughs> right, uh, so, slices of cheesecake? Uh, me or him
1: first? Well, I'll go first. I gave it a five. Okay. I, I enjoyed the episode, um, but again, I didn't feel like it. Uh, it didn't have a ton of great humor in it. Like it yeah. was good, but it just
2: wasn't anything that blew me away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave it six point five. Six point five. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I just really liked it.
0: Yeah. Um. That's probably like five and a half. Mm-hmm. So okay. I mean, it was solid. You know. Right. Um. Definitely. Definitely a ground double, not quite a triple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. I
1: would say it, it's one of those episodes where you watch, and I don't think that you would go back to a lot of memories from it. Correct, correct, correct. I would definitely revisit the previous episode.
0: You
3: guys want to talk about the bad lady (laughs) story? Good. I
1: I decided intentionally not to mention that at all. (laughs) Uh So that bag lady in a sack and dump it. (laughs) Diddy bag? Diddy
0: bag,
3: that's right,
1: that's right. Maybe one day you'll be a ditty bag lady.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> P ditty bag lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, without further ado, stay golden, cocoa and hope they have Valentine's Day in heaven.
1: Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.